Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, I'm about to introduce now the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a contemporary with Ezra. Ezra came and uh, returned to the land as both a sort of quasi-governor and as the religious leader. But things, the, the efforts to rebuild Jerusalem, and specifically the wall around Jerusalem, um, had faltered. And so Nehemiah comes on the scene. And so the book of Nehemiah, the author is unknown, but possibly Ezra wrote Nehemiah to explain the events that we're about to, to read in his, um, from his personal observations. He was definitely there, uh, we know, because he's mentioned in the narrative and uh, the fact of, of the timing. So it's written sometime after 440 B.C. We don't know the actual date of the writing specifically. The original recipients were, once again, the Jews who were returning to Israel from Babylonian and Persian captivity. It's a historical narrative that tells a, a literal story, but it focuses on the recorded thoughts, prayers, and deeds of Nehemiah, who, as I said, governed a Judah. It also contains some very interesting first-person conversations between himself and God. Uh, Nehemiah had a, a unique habit of reminding God of the good things he had done. And so I'll, I'll point those out as we go. I think it's fascinating personally, his, uh, his prayer life. But Nehemiah was the Persian king's cupbearer. He was Jewish, of course, and um, uh, he found out about the plight of his people and appealed to the Persian king who gave him not only permission, but provision to go and rebuild. Now, for an approximate timeline, I want to back up. Isaiah had prophesied sometime around 730 B.C. that there would be a king of Persia who would rebuild Jerusalem, and he named him Cyrus. So the man was named um, King Cyrus approximately 200 years before Cyrus became the Persian king who issued the decree. And So Isaiah first um, uh, prophesied these things. Jeremiah prophesied Judas, 70 years of captivity, roughly 100 years later. And so Jeremiah had um, prophesied these things around 620 B.C., and as I said, Isaiah prophesied about Cyrus rebuilding uh, Jerusalem before Jerusalem was ever destroyed. Exactly um, how long is not clear, but approximately 200 years before the events happened. And so Judah is captured by Babylon uh, Daniel prays for their return from captivity, and then Cyrus issues the decree around 536 B.C. And so Zerubbabel comes as the leader of the first group. They rebuild the temple. The first temple is known as Solomon's temple. The rebuilt temple is known as Zerubbabel's temple. Zerubbabel finished the work, but there was still more work to be done on the, on the city. There's an interim period of 50 to 70 years in which Esther becomes the queen of Persia. And then Ezra is sent to Jerusalem, and uh, he begins the, the reestablishment of the, of the word of the Lord and the observance of Judaism. After Ezra, Nehemiah is sent to rebuild, and all of these things are recorded in Ezra and Nehemiah and uh, also the prophetic books of Haggai and Zechariah, and this is generally the time 
of um, the writing of the book of Malachi as well, although he doesn't deal with these topics. So interesting um, context. Now, there's one more word I want to mention. Daniel prophesied an amazing series of words concerning the anointed one, believed to be the Messiah. In Daniel chapter 9, he said, verse 24, 70 sevens are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish transgressions. This is talking about Jerusalem. To put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, and to bring in everlasting righteousness. To seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. Know and understand this from the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, that's the decree of Cyrus, until the anointed one, the ruler, comes, there will be seven sevens and sixty-two sevens. It will be rebuilt, etc., etc. And so these, these 77s and 62 sevens are generally interpreted as 434 years. And then Daniel went on to say the anointed one would be put to death. When Daniel prophesied that it would be 434 years after Cyrus issued the decree that the Messiah would come. And that is, um, uh, the dating is hard to be exact with, but it's the approximate time. So many Christian scholars see this prophecy of Daniel as having been fulfilled related to this important uh, rebuilding of Jerusalem and the decree of Cyrus. Now let's read um, uh, Nehemiah chapter 1. It's a brief chapter. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa. Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, Those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and let your eyes be open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself, and my father's family have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws that you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the furthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people, who you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I was the cupbearer to the king, the chapter finishes with. And so the first scene is set in Susa, 
which is the capital of Persia. By the way, the book of Esther starts with um, this same setting in the citadel of Susa. We'll come to Esther after Nehemiah. But a Jew comes to Nehemiah and reports that things are very bad in Jerusalem, that the walls are broken down and the people are in trouble and disgrace. And so Nehemiah is deeply moved over the plight of his people. He sat down and wept and mourned and fasted and prayed. And then he asked the Lord for forgiveness. He confessed the sins that the Israelites had committed. Uh, he, he took them as his own sins and asked for personal forgiveness. He stated the obvious that they had not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws that were given to Moses. And he reminded God that he had said that if his people were unfaithful, they would be scattered to the nations. But if they called on him in obedience, he would restore them. And so Nehemiah is asking the Lord to be attentive to his prayer. And then he asks for success today and favor for his consultation with the king. And we learn that he's the cupbearer to the king. So, Lord, with Nehemiah, we ask that your ears would be open and your eyes would be open to hear our prayers as we pray before you. As Nehemiah prayed, Lord, forgive our sins, forgive the sins of our families, of our ancestors and our nation. God, bring us to a place of righteousness and holiness. Bring conviction and cleansing. In Jesus, Lord, we ask that Jesus would be preeminent over our lives and over the lives of our families and over the lives of our nation. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.